This episode is brought to you by our patrons. As a lifestyle influencer patron, you get to watch the episodes of each podcast. You also get a collectible season sticker with other exclusive downloads. Join now at patreon.com forward slash Christian Influencer Inspired. Welcome to Christian Influencer Inspired Podcast, a podcast about lifestyle influence with Zona Garrett and Mindy Hansen. Hey everybody, I'm Mindy Hansen. I'm a homeschooling mom to three wonderful children. I'm going back to school to be a registered nurse. I love being creative in all areas of my life, experimenting with flavors in my gluten and dairy-free kitchen, and being crunchy. Yay. And I'm Zona Garrett. I am a personal and professional coach with ChristianInfluencerInspired.com, who, along with my team, has helped hundreds of individuals and entrepreneurs live and work in alignment with their God-given areas of influence. I am a co-founder of the anti-trafficking nonprofit Brain Freedom, a veteran podcaster and speaker also heard on the Persons with Lived Experience podcast and in conferences near you. We're glad you all came back to join us today. We are going to be talking about God's perspective on who am I and what am I about? Absolutely. Um, So a million years ago now, Mindy and I were part of an organization that was very powerful in digging into um, really especially like the, the love portion of our journey. Yes. And some of the identity stuff um, about, you know, who are you with God? What does that Mm -hmm. actually look like in your life in practical measures, right? So we have all the stuff where it's like, you should be a volunteer and you should be nice and you should like raise good kids and and stuff like that. But um, we're kind of digging into more of the who am I? And what am I about based on my identity in Christ, based on the giftings that the Lord's given me, based on, you know, the calling and expression that he's given me to influence the world. And um, we're going to we're going to start there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So what was the what would you say is our first kind of point? Our first kind of point. What do you mean? Well, you wrote them down. Oh, you want me to go with what we wrote down? Okay. Okay. So the first point would be unpacking what our trauma responses are. Mm -hmm. So each one of us, whether we have had a lovely growing up life, with great parents or whether you've had, you know, well-intentioned parents that did the best that they could and still screwed up because we're human. We all do that. Or whether you've had absolutely atrocious growing up, being raised, all of those things. Um, Each one of us have different parts of our personality that are either there because we align ourselves with the Lord or we've, taken on this identity that has helped us to cope with whatever we're dealing with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that I started out very hard, very hard hearted yeah. and very cynical 
incredibly sarcastic, pretty transactional in relationships, like mm-hmm. not really expecting like the transactional exchanges from people in relationships, but I felt obligated to give those things, like to take care of everybody around me and to kind of make sure everybody else was okay. And that I had to, you know, kind of keep things smooth and keep things running and, and all of that. So it's, it's one of those pieces that is difficult because, you know, my trauma response says everyone has to be okay at all times. Yeah. And somebody has to essentially be the person that has no opinion and no desires and no, you know, emotions at all in order to keep everyone else happy, which is not sustainable. Right. You're authentic. Um. And it actually causes damage in relationship, right? So the things that you keep in the dark are the things that come after your relationships eventually until those places get resolved or the relationship dissolves. Yeah. (laughs) So as I kind of dug into these things with the Lord in the, um, the ministry that Mindy and I were in and, and had gotten pretty close during, he had this really great wisdom. And he said, Ask every day, God, what do you want me to know about me? What do you want me to know about you? And I did that for probably six months. But I also asked, you know, like, who am I and what am I about? Because I was really trying to figure out identity at that point. I was deconstructing a lot from my trauma Mm -hmm. and all of the things that I was told that I should do or shouldn't do and trying to get out from under the different lies that I believed that I was Mm -hmm. raised in that kind of kept me in that trafficking and exploitation stuff. And that was a hard season. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a hard season. So... There was a lot of really funky things that I thought and very funky things that I did with the best of intentions. Yeah. (laughs) Really trying to just love Jesus well, love others well, and to act in, you know, in alignment with my calling and my purpose. And so I started asking this question, right? And I've heard from the Lord before, the Lord spoken to me or whatever. It took so long to hear anything like because my brain was so chaotic and I couldn't get quiet enough to like hear from Holy Spirit to like be able to receive that sort of thing. Um, I'm grateful that the Lord is patient with me. But yeah, it was, it was definitely months. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. The Lord definitely knows where we're at, meets us where we're at, and knows what we need to do to get where, to get the answers that we need to get. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was curious for you, did you ever do that exercise? I don't know that I've ever asked you that question before. I did. I did. I I think I focused a little more, I started a little more with the who am I and what am I about Um, and I think I focused more on that because I had my oldest son at that time, single parent. And so I'm like, I really need to figure out where am I going in life? Like what, 
what am I supposed to be doing? How am I supposed to be, um, you know, supporting this child, you know, to be able, um, and I wasn't even living on my own at that time. I was living with my grandma. And so, you know, single parent, living with my grandma. She's helping me get through school. She's doing everything she can to support me. And, um, you know, that can take a, an effect on the mind and, you know, sometimes make you feel a little inadequate. But I'm like, I knew that I needed to take that opportunity and to make something of myself that, you know, would that I could continue to support my son as a single mom if I had to. Right. I mean, I knew I'd be a wife someday and all that stuff. But, you know, at that point, I was like, I need to figure this out. And so I did do the exercise and um, I actually wrote the things on the mirror because I think at one point he said, you know, write them down, put them in your pocket somehow, whatever, where you'll see them every day. Mm -hmm. And so I used a dry erase marker and I wrote them on the mirror. (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah. Um, So I did see some of those things every day. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I did the the writing on the mirror thing. Yeah. I think at the time, like, I, w- I was just starting to work in some of the fighting human trafficking stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was taking up so much of my time, but I was also trying to work and support myself along with doing this other work stuff. Yeah. Um, so I lived with so many people yeah. um, just to try to keep uh, cost of living down. Yeah. Well, I could, you know, make the sacrifices necessary to live in my, in my dream and, and do some of these other things. I had struggled a lot with feeling like women were not supposed to be in leadership right. in any capacity. And, um, one of the things that the Lord had talked to me about was being a leader mm-hmm. and how, you know, when you're standing in your calling or when you're acting as the the person that you're supposed to be, um, other people rely on that, you know? And if you read in uh, first Peter, which we, we just read for a well-balanced reader last month, um, first Peter two, three through six says, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. This whole concept of being a living stone in the body of Christ and all that that entails, like as he's moving us around into different parts of the wall and kind of renovating and, you know, Mm -hmm. this part, you know, it goes into that iron sharpens iron with the people around you um, and things like that. So if you have people that are encouraging you to be more Christ-like, to be more like Jesus, all of those things, you're probably getting sharpened a little bit faster versus if you're spending all your time alone, Who's sharpening you, really? Right. I didn't have an understanding at the time that if I wasn't living in my calling, 
in alignment with the identity that the Lord had given me that other people couldn't be positioned where they were supposed to be either in that living stones arrangement. Yeah. So the whole body is waiting for you to stand in your identity and to live in your calling. And there's a, there's a juxtaposition there, right? Because you have the, this is the overall identity of who you are versus Mm -hmm. where you're at right now. And I know like our generation was really the first generation that had this, like, I'm supposed to do great things for God. And I'm supposed to like lay down everything else. Right. And, um, almost like I'm supposed to be in the ministry or I'm supposed to, you know, do these other things without as much of an understanding of your purpose might very well be getting married and having children. Yeah. Like that could be the greatest kingdom impact of your entire life. Absolutely. Is having a powerful marriage where you grow to look more and more like Jesus every day together. Mm-hmm. And you raise kids that love the Lord and stand in their identity and know the scripture through and through. Like that is perfectly acceptable. Yes. As you're calling. But I, I think for women, there's something a little bit different, right? And I'm not saying only women are caregivers. So please don't hear that. I'm not saying that you have to have a traditional marriage. I'm not saying that you have to, you know, be an at-home mom or a homemaker or or one of those things. First of all, we're all homemakers. If you live yeah. in a home, you are a homemaker, whether you're male or female, whether you're married or single, whether you have kids or not, it doesn't matter. No. If you live in a home, you are a homemaker. <laughs> um, unless you're not living in a home for some reason. And then there are other supports that you might need. (laughs) Yes. What I find is that a lot of times the Lord will have purpose and identity and calling for us for a season. And we think that that season is eternal, right? Mm -hmm. And we see in part and we know in part, that's also a scripture verse, but I can't remember where it's found right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But we don't see everything clearly like the Lord does, right? Yeah. We see through a glass darkly. Yeah. Um, which means sometimes we take something that's for a season and we try to make that our identity for the rest of our lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then that part of our identity becomes an idol. Yeah. And what does the Bible say about idols? Shall have no other idols before God. <laughs> right. Why? Because any idol we put before the Lord, he has to tear down. So that could be marriage. Not saying that you should divorce your spouse. That's not what I'm talking about here, people. Your marriage should be under Under God, God. right? Over everything else, under God. (laughs) Yes. Um, You know, for for some parents, it's their children. Mm Mm-hmm. And they almost make that their idol. Um, For some people, it's work. For some people, it's church work. 
For some people, it's volunteering or giving or, you know, any of these other things, anything else that you can find your identity in besides Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Easily become an idol. And when you put that up before the Lord and you go, but I have this lovely thing. And a lot of times for me, it's been something that the Lord has given me, even like his promises. Yeah. Where he's like, this is, this is what you're going to do, or this is what's going to happen, or this is, you know, things in the future. And it's like, I almost took those things and hid them away and was like, well, I can't let God touch these because it's going to go bad or something's going to go wrong. (laughs) (sighs) Which it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. Um, But yeah, there were things like I had to give up the American dream. Yeah. And that was a hard one for me. I really, really, really crashed a little bit in that. Mm -hmm. Another one for me that was really hard is that the Lord asked me not to um, pledge allegiance to the United States anymore. I'm not speaking negatively of anything that's going on. This is absolutely anti-political in every sense. Right. Um. But, you know, I was raised in a, in a military family. All of my uncles had been in the military. Um, we had several, several close people um, in multiple generations that have served the United States and have genuinely loved our country and laid their life down. Mm-hmm. And and I am so grateful for that. I respect the heck out of that, you know. Right that is not every person's ability to be able to do that. And if you have, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, With utmost respect for your decision, utmost respect for your family, utmost respect for all of the things that you've had to deal with and will continue to deal with when you come home. Yeah. Um, But I can support military families and I can support people that are living in their calling and in their identity without pledging allegiance to the United States. Yes. Um, But that is not how I was raised. I was raised to be very, very much. I'm an American first and everything Mm -hmm. else is after Mm -hmm. that. So that was, that was a hard one guys. Yeah, that would be a hard one, especially when it's something that we may not have seen, right? But, you know, to all of a sudden be like, oh, you have to give this up, that, you know, um, this pride that you have in your country. And you're like, oh, no, I can't, I can't. But it's like, but you can, you can still have pride for your country, just not above God. Right. Yeah. So I'm not saying not to be a good steward of your country. I'm not saying don't vote. I'm not saying, you know, don't honor the people that have been put in, you know, authority over us. Absolutely do that. We should absolutely do that. Um, But yeah, definitely pulling that down where it's supposed to be and not above the Lord was, was a difficult stretch for me. Um, When we come back, We're going to cut to our sponsors and then we're going to talk about, you know, what does identity in Christ look like a little bit more and more of uh, some of Mindy's things that she's (laughs) doing. 
We are so excited to bring you some superior iced tea blends from Adagio Teas. Discover the superior taste and aroma of farm fresh teas. Whether they're loose, bagged, or iced, you can enjoy hundreds of artisan tea varieties and imaginative tea brewing accessories. And if you click the link in our bio, you get free shipping with any order over $49. Do you need a great local or online place to pick up the perfect Christian gifts, such as personalized books, journals, Bibles for littles, or maybe games for the family, or even calendars for back to school. As we get ready for back to school and eventually Christmas, check out Books a Million on our link tree. I've been part of the Millionaires Club since 2021, and I always get complimented on my gift finds from Books a Million. Hey guys, Mindy and I are really proud to let you know we have a new partner uh, as one of our affiliates of Discount School Supply. And if you click the link in our bio, you can access any of these things. But they have uh, items such as outdoor learning, school supplies, arts and crafts, uh, everything from STEM curriculum, uh, play and learn infant items, pre-K items, things that are specific to age levels, and uh, even clearance items that you can grab. So make sure you check them out in the link in our bio and get ready for your school planning and back to school. All right, we'll see you on the podcast. Thank you guys so much um, for supporting our sponsors. We could not do this podcast without them and without you. Uh, Make sure you check out their links in the show notes, or you can always find them on social media. You can find them on our website, christianinfluencerinspired.com. And Mindy's going to tell us our lifestyle influence moment. Uh, Our lifestyle influence moment today is we talk about building a lifestyle of love, identity, flow, and encountering God to influence the world. Um, The I am who God says I am, and God is who he says he is, and I am secure in that relationship no matter what storms may come. And that's definitely the main idea of this podcast. Today's episode, anyways, right? Um, Yeah. Really growing and developing in that, and then when the storms come, being able to be that, that tree that has the roots that are strong enough to weather that storm and not be you know, swayed in multiple directions or thrown around in the wind. Yeah. And then we had a, uh, there's a couple verses that we wanted to share with you guys. Uh, The first one is from Daniel. It's 11 through 11 (laughs) verse 32. Um, But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And then the other one is Romans chapter 12, verse four. For as in one body, we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. That's good. Yeah. And I feel like you definitely touched on that one earlier when you were talking about that. You had to remember that you have to fit into your position so that everybody else can come together in their position, and then you guys can work as as the full body and as you were intended to do. And yep, um, I feel like sometimes we forget that, right? Yeah. <laughs> or sometimes we just don't notice it or no, we don't know how we fit into that body. 
And that can be hard too. Um, mm-hmm. I know as a teenager, I went through a period where um, I literally, I, I think I literally just lost my purpose, lost. I didn't know what anything was going to look like in life. I didn't know where I was going in life. And so I literally told the healthcare professional, I'm like, I feel fake. I felt like everything I did was fake. I felt being happy was fake. Like I was that deep in whatever depression or whatever was just dragging me down. I was so deep into it that I literally just felt smiling was fake. It was not who I was, you know, Mm -hmm. um, being happy was all fake pretending. I felt like I was just pretending to be happy. Like this was all somebody else. It wasn't really me. Um, but I dealt with it. I got through it and now I don't feel that way, but you know, um, when you really lose your way and your purpose, it, it really affects you more than you even realize it can. Mm -hmm. So I think that was one of the things that I definitely had to work through was, you know, um, I'm allowed to be happy. I'm allowed to experience these things and it's not fake. It's real. Um, you know, fake it till you make it is not necessarily a good, <laughs> a good thing. You know, we that's come up over the years and it's just like, no. Um, but yeah, when I was asking God who I am and what I'm about, you know, he talked about being a mother and wife and, um, being able to use my creativity. Like I know that is a part of my everyday life. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's uh, a lot of that thinking outside of the box type stuff. I love all that stuff. I love problem solving um, the word puzzles and all that stuff. And I think a lot of that stuff um, that I like is, um, you know, it's also, it's helping me stay healthy, but it's helping me to be prepared for the things that I am going to be dealing with throughout life um, mm-hmm. so that I can act quickly on different things. Um, but the biggest one being that um, I decided after having my oldest that I wanted to be a nurse. Um, I knew, I knew kind of in middle school that I had a desire for young kids. I had desires for um, teaching. They were things that I liked, things that I looked forward to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had, I don't think I really realized this until I got into nursing though, but that I actually had a desire to um, like help people and to come beside and support people. And I think nursing clinicals and a lot of that stuff helped me uh, realize this desire. And I don't get me wrong. I love nursing. I love learning about the human body and all the science behind it. Um, And while I'm in this program, and I know I'm supposed to be in this program, um, because I've for years, I have known that I was going back to school. Like I've known it. I've talked to, you know, Mr. Mindy about it. We have had discussions around it and it wasn't, you know, for at least the past year, year and a half. And it wasn't until recently that, you know, Mr. Mindy came to me and was like, all right, you're supposed to go back to school now. And so I'm back Mm -hmm. in school 
and I I love it. I'm excited to go back into the field and to broaden my opportunities um, mm-hmm. because it's going to open up a lot of doors for me to have this uh, registered nurse degree. Um, the only thing that I am not 100% sure on is exactly where I'm supposed to go once I have this degree, what what the future with this is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something where I just have to believe that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that what I end up doing with it is going to look is gonna it's not gonna follow the normal path that most people would do with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I'm and I know I'll eventually figure it out and he'll show me what I'm supposed to be doing and um but I'm just I'm excited to um to be able to move into a new direction and to be able to do what I'm supposed to do, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that is. Um, right. So yeah, a lot of that's just submitting that to God and be like, okay, I know you say I'm supposed to be here. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but mm-hmm. what is this going to look like? You know? Right. Um, yeah. Well, and I think so many pieces of that is being living stones, you know, sometimes we can get so focused on the end goal that we forget that the Lord has placements for us as living stones all along the way. And that's what I was talking about as far as like, especially women, but all people have seasons of places where they're supposed to be placed and in that place as they're living authentically in alignment with their identity, Mm -hmm. um, they have people they're supposed to meet. They have things they're supposed to do. They have parts of their identity that the Lord is going to work on. They have, mm-hmm. you know, spiritual development. They have gifts of the spirit development. And sometimes it's literally picking up a skill or learning a skill. Like it's one thing if you feel like the Lord is telling you to learn a language. It's another thing to be like, I'm going to do what is required to learn a language. Yeah. Right. Like it's not always these big things where the Lord is going to drop something on your head. Like, you know, you find the people that are like, well, I want to get married, but they haven't talked to anybody that they could possibly marry in 10 years. And you're like, you might want to meet people. Got to get out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's the yeah. same thing with like, you know, like, oh, God wants me to do this great grand thing. And it's like, sometimes the great grand thing that the Lord has you doing right now is building somebody else's ministry Yeah, is showing up and, you know, ministering in the nursery. It's, you know, taking 10 minutes of your morning and pulling out your scripture for your well-balanced reader thing and digging into the scriptures that we have for that month and just letting that renew your mind. Like that is kind of the work of Mm -hmm. identity in process. Right. So you would say, you know, like for sure your, your calling is definitely creative, right? Oh yeah. And that means you craft and, you know, you create things and you create recipes and you create, you know, like creative stuff for your kids to do. And when we talked years ago, you never expected to be a homeschooling parent. No, not really. 
Never. So even this part of your journey, like, like it's, it's leaning into that identity of creativity and yeah. you're going, okay, God, well, I knew in part back then, yeah. I had no idea this is going to be a part now. <laughs> right. Oh, you know, and like, I think that's such a perfect example of like, even doing this podcast, this is so outside of your realm. This is outside oh, yeah. of my realm <laughs> right. prior to doing the other um, videos and podcasts and stuff like that. But it's like, we know it's for a purpose. Yes. But it doesn't mean we know all of what that purpose is going to be. No. So we see in part, we know in part, we know yes. that we're part of these living stones being placed, but we're still in process of all of these things. Yeah. And yeah. we will continue to be part of the process until we die. <laughs> like, yes, yes, we will. I know um, sometimes, you know, I get curious and like I, a lot of what I get from the Lord, it comes to me in dreams. And so, um, and I know that I, when I pray, like, I know he hears me, right? So mm -hmm. there, there'll be times where I'm just like, I'm really curious, where is this going to lead me? Why am I, um, you know, why are we doing this? What is the, you know, kind of what is the thought behind this? And so, you know, um, and he's done this for me before, too. And so I'll be like, hey, Lord, you know, like, if you just feel like showing me, I would love to see what is kind of your, the goal with all of this. Where am I going? What is the, what is your roadmap, right? Mm -hmm. And he might only show me a little bit of it, but usually it's somewhere in the future mm -hmm. that, you know, um, but then it kind of gives you an idea that once you reach that, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going in the right direction. And I can use it as a guide, right? It's just mm -hmm. like, let me know that I am going in the right direction. This is where you're intending me to go and all this stuff. And um, yeah. it helps me. And I'm I'm grateful that he will do that for me. But Yes. And I think a lot of times that's kind of what it looks like. Like, so, like there, there have been seasons. Like, okay, I will say this. So... I had moved to fight trafficking to the East Coast. Yeah. In the South. And I had never in my life thought that I would ever live in the South. And I was really like, Lord, I don't think this is going to work for me. Yeah. Um, and I remember asking him, I was like, I know that I know that I know that you told me to move to the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I had enough confirmation directly from the Lord, not just other people, right? Right. Because sometimes other people will put their opinions in there. And I was like, no, no, God, this has to be from you. Yeah. Because when this gets hard, I need to know that I know that I know yep. that you said I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. And it did. And it got to that place. And I was like, I am so discouraged and lonely. And things did not look good. Okay, things got very, yeah. very bad. And I remember one day I was like, all right, Lord, I need to know that I'm still supposed to be here and that I'm not supposed to go home to Iowa. And I turned on the radio and the very first song that came on, on the like, just general radio, okay, yeah. was the song. And the first line of the song says, 
you were made to shine under Southern stars. And I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. I have never heard this song before. Um, oh, I can't even tell you what the name of the song is now. But the first line is, you were made to shine under Southern stars. And it was just this, like, God yeah. saw me where I was at. He responded with what was around me. Yeah. And it was, like, one of those, like, immediate responses, which that doesn't always happen for me, okay? Right. Most of the time, there's some delay as I'm journaling out questions. You know, I'll get something, you know. In bits and pieces over time. No, this yeah. was very immediate. And I was like, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'll try to link that song in the show notes if it'll let me. <laughs> I was like, we did the same thing moving south too, though, because we're like, we're not leaving Iowa. Mm -hmm. And I know um, my oldest, his best friend, and his best friend's mom were very worried that we were leaving. And it was like, well, they knew before we did because they were asking for months, you know, are you leaving? And we're like, no, we're not leaving. We're not leaving. And then it was like, um, and I never dreamed of leaving Iowa. I never thought mm -hmm. I was going to leave Iowa. Never, never. And, and I was determined. I told Mr. Mindy, I'm like, nope, we're never leaving Iowa. This is where we're staying. But it was like, mm -hmm. the more... Like, after we got married, the more we lived in the t in the town we lived in, it we just felt like we didn't fit. Mm -hmm. We felt very lonely. Like, um, it just, things just did not feel right. And, like, it was really hard to put roots down. Like, almost impossible. And, and I really didn't want to leave the school district. But it was like, and then, um, and then COVID hit. And it completely changed everything. And I ended up um, living in Florida for a bit to help my mom out with some things. And after that, it was just like, you know, people were asking again, are you going to move to Florida? And we got on the phone and we're like, well, I mean, can we move to Florida? You know, it didn't, it wasn't if we're going to move to Florida. It was like, well, could we move to Florida? And, you know, because it's like we had homeschooled. For that first year of COVID, because the, the school district gave us the option. And so we're like, well, we're not going to put our kids back in school when they have to wear a mask. Like, I just did not want that. We didn't want that for our kids. So we did not do that. We homeschooled. And so I was like, well, we can homeschool. <laughs> and then it was like, um, well, your job, do you, would you have to get a new job or will your job let you work from home? And his job let him work from home. And so then it was like, well, okay, let's can we find land or, you know, a place, a place to live really. And it was mm -hmm. like, okay, we, he came down um, with the kids for like a week or so. I think it was a week and we found the land. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, everything just fell into place um, after we realized that, yes, we're moving. Like, everything just came into place. So I was like, all right, well, we're moving to Florida. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's hard because nobody wanted us to move. You know, people are like, no, we still want you to stay. It'd be great if you could stay and stuff. But I was like, but we don't fit here. This is not where we're supposed to be. You know, like we both knew. Right. Yeah. I remember it took me a couple of years of living in the Carolinas, but I had, I had moved to South Carolina 
and I would I uh I drive and pray a lot. That's like yeah. one of the ways that I encounter the Lord. And um he he has different things that he shows me, I guess, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um just as reminders of like, hey, I'm with you, hey, you know, like I hear you, I'm talking yeah. to you, that sort of thing. And um I was driving down this road and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm home. This is home. Yeah. And um, as you guys know, I have moved a lot. Okay. I've moved a lot. Oh yeah. And uh, I was just so grateful. I was like, Lord, you knew the places that you had created my heart to flourish mm -hmm. before I even knew that I would live here or be connected here, or um, thrive here in this place. And um, it was just this, like, crazy understanding that the Lord knew me so well yeah. that he created me to fit to, in a place, but also for that place to be knit into my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was such a hard transition for me telling people, like, I'm no longer an Iowan that Iowa wasn't home anymore yeah. and that, you know, and I struggled with that when I was in North Carolina, cause I was like, well, this ain't it. Yeah. I don't know where it is, but it ain't here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I transitioned down to a, a different ministry and, and being there. And all of a sudden it was just like, Oh my goodness. Like, yeah, the Lord has just, knit me for this place like I can feel the calling yeah. there, the roots there and um even being in Florida now sometimes is is difficult because it's like that call back to South Carolina yeah is um it's strong very strong yeah very strong um but the Lord has something for me here yes. for this season and I don't want to miss what he's doing in this season yeah. and where my impact is supposed to be and what he's doing here because I'm longing for a different season. Yeah. Because going back to South Carolina out of the season that I'm supposed to be in there um, is going to be worse. <laughs> yes. Yes, it will be. Yes. Um, so... Well, I know that that's where my roots are, yeah. is in South Carolina. Um, I have mission here. I have purpose here. I have identity here. I have calling yes. here for this season. Yes. And it is a blessing and an honor to be able to live in that space of calling in the present moment with what the Lord is doing right now. Mm -hmm. And each of you have that opportunity as well in your own life. Yes. So we definitely recommend asking God, you know, either who am I and what am I about or asking him, you know, what do you want me to know about me? What do you want me to know about you? Yeah. And really writing those things down, having a journaling space, because sometimes it'll be a while before the Lord responds to a question. But when you have it written down, you can kind of go back and leave space to fill in what he said 
And sometimes it's a scripture and sometimes it's an impression and sometimes it's a quote and sometimes it's a person that you run into that just like answers the thing that the Lord has been, you know, like you've been asking the Lord about and you're like, I don't even know them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's powerful stuff. But anyways, guys, I know that I can talk forever. So <laughs> Probably should wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you can see all the video episodes when you become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash Christian Influencer Inspired. And on tomorrow's episode, we are going to review our second book for the Well-Balanced Reader, the um, Uninvited book by Lisa Turkerist. Woo! All right, guys, we will see you on tomorrow's episode. Yep. Bye, guys.